So I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and run through. I want you to put on your calendar, please, that on May the 18th, Tuesday, May 18th, will be our first time having our Tuesday Bible study, and it'll be in person outside. So that week, May 18th, Tuesday, May 18th, we will have outdoor in-person Bible study that week. So on the 19th, we have some dear friends who are still at home that can only watch on Zoom. Our dear friend Stephen, our dear friend Isla. I What we have been doing on Tuesdays, our prayer, our prayer time on Tuesdays, that is what we'll do on Wednesday for our friends that are still at home and have the inability to travel. So we'll have Bible study and it'll be more like we used to do. It'll be for a while a re-conversation on the Sunday sermon. And then Wednesday for our friends uh, who can't drive around, we will have the, the prayer time on Zoom on Wednesdays for our friends. So that'll start for me on uh, May 18th. Okay, that is all of today's announcements. I've already made a special announcement to our friends on Zoom. Our Zoom Sunday service is going to look different now because we're adding friends in. So uh, Mike will be our liturgist today when we get to the scripture. So there's this so much more fun things that we're adding. So we'll begin again. Katie, can you see the screen? Okay. Nancy, can you see it? All right. And for again, for our friends at home, I sent an email that has the bulletin in it. So if you want to follow along at home, pull up that email, click on the bulletin, and you can read along. Let's join together for our call to worship. The dark words are yours. Come to the vineyard of God. Drink from the waters of life. Come to the vineyard of God. Our opening song today is God of Wonders. Celebrate the light 
and when stumble in the darkness, I will call your name by night. God of wonders beyond our galaxy, you are holy, holy. The universe declares your majesty. You are holy, holy, God of heaven and earth, Lord of heaven and earth, hallelujah to the Lord of heaven and earth, hallelujah to the Lord. As we move into our time of prayer time together and time of short meditation, uh, just some reminders of some of our prayer requests today. Uh, if you could please continue to be in prayer for Ron Jack as he uh, continues on his uh, journey of with cancer, cancer treatments, and so forth. Bless his daughter, bless and Jean's daughter as they continue on their time together uh, uh, through their journey with cancer. Also, uh, holding in prayers, Kristen, who is Kathy Vasquez's daughter, who is going through uh, cancer treatments, as well as there's so many dear friends going through different treatments for ca cancer. Larry and Larry and Kathy's brother, brother-in-law, who is going through it. It's it's scary how many dear friends that we we have going through through treatments, as well as MJ's sister, who is going through chemotherapy, and uh, that those treatments are not going very well. We also hold out prayers for Jim Coffin, who is continuing to go through treatments. I, we had different, many varying updates, and I got another update last night that Jim has slipped back into the more quiet, uh, sleepy place. So prayers for Jim and, and Maggie together uh, as well. Uh, holding out uh, prayers for 
Julianne Bradford's friend, Donna, who is uh, dealing with different issues of pain, as well as all of our leaders who are making very important decisions this time, either uh, logistics, logistically through laws or through decisions of, of reopening. We just have so many dear friends who are in places of prayer. So let's take a moment of silent prayer together as we pray for these friends and the prayer requests that we may not know of, of needs that we may not know how to speak or may be afraid to share. Please be in a place of prayer. Gracious God, through all these things, you are real. Gracious God, through all these things, you move and stir our hearts. Gracious God, be the caregiver of those in need and the door opener for those who are looking for more places to move to. Just be real in all ways, Lord. Amen. At this time, let's join together in singing our, our, our song of, of gathering. Let's continue on our time of prayer. The words are on the screen. Creator God, gardener of love, plant us in the soil of your grace. Nurture us with the strength of Christ, the vine of everlasting life. Enlighten us with wisdom of your spirit, which flows through us today and all days. Abide in us that we may abide in you and live in your love. In your holy name we pray. Amen. And as we continue in this time of prayer together, let's share the words that Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So I know we have a few more people in their cars today than normal. Friday was 412 degrees. And today it's just a little bit below freezing here on the patio. So it's the fluctuating weather that we get to enjoy here in California. Let's join together in our prayer of affirmation. The words are on the screen. Christ is the vine. We are simply branches. If we abide in Christ, Christ's words abide in us. When we abide in Christ, all is well. Love and grace are ours both now and forevermore. Amen. It's time for our scripture, and one of the beautiful things that we get to add back in is liturgists. So I'd like to ask our liturgist today, Mr. Michael Castoro, to come forward with all the microphones in his face as if he was the president of a press conference. Good morning, everyone. Today's reading is from John chapter 15, verses 1 through 8, the vine and the branches. 
I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does not bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more faithful, fruitful. You are always clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and, and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Mike. What a blessing it is to have the real voices back again. You guys don't have to sit and listen to me the entire time. It's good to have multiple and varying voices sharing the gospel message as we read through Scripture, and it'll just keep adding on. We're, we're on the, the upslope right now, and, and I'm very excited. Let's join together in prayer for our Scripture. Precious God, thank you for these words that were just shared. And as we move into sharing those words, we need, need you to be the guide. We need the things that you share, that you want heard to be heard. Precious God, we need you to speak in ways that we don't know how to speak. And precious God, we need you to open up our hearts so that we can hear the things that you're saying, so that you can guide us to places that we've never dreamed to go. Be with us today, Lord. In your son's precious and powerful name, I pray. Amen. I forgot children's time. And I need to do it. I'm going to start my sermon with children's time because it's a part of the narrative. Burton's, have you ever in your school had to take a little paper cup, like a bathroom cup, and fill it up full of sand and put a little seed in it and, and mark its progress? and see how it would grow. Have you ever had to do that for school? Yeah, your mom's saying you did. And much like my mom did, I there was work that I didn't remember doing because I didn't really do it, and my mom remembered doing it for me. So I'm not saying that for y'all, but I am saying that for me. <laughs> I used to have, I remember it was one of my favorite science projects that we did in school. We started out with a little we call them Dixie cups. Are they called bathroom cups, cups or whatever? The You rinse your mouth out at the dentist's office with them. We had to fill them up with sand, and we put the little seed in them, and we watched the seed grow to see what it could become. And if we passed, and thankfully because of my mom's hard work, I passed, a little um, sprout came up in the sand, and you, we began to understand how trees and plants and carrots and and cucumbers became what they are. It was this very loving and wonderful progress of watching this little small itty bitty thing become something bigger 
And then we would talk about even how that small thing would become even bigger as a tree or even much bigger as one of the grand oaks or, or something. But how something very small can become something very huge as long as we take the time to care for it, nurture it, work with it, and more importantly, if we are the seeds, to allow ourselves to be cared for and nurtured and worked with so that we can find a place where we grow up big and strong. So I'm gonna use another visual narrative that, that works for this right now. And it's my new best friend, Lucky the Wonder Dog. Now Lucky is already twice the size that I have seen, saw him the first time that he was a puppy. But this big, huge dog, if I saw a big, huge dog walking to me down the street, I, I would be nervous because I still get nervous around dogs. But look how loving and caring this, this fellow is here as he's playing with his buddy. And it all came from the nurturing and caring of these three young friends, hugging them, loving them, passing them around the house. And Lucky understands what love is, and Lucky understands how to show love. That's what we're looking at today with this scripture as we look at the master gardener. Okay, Sandra, go ahead. That's not Bible study. If you talk to me, I'll lose my place in my notes. Talk to me, please. Yes, ma'am. And mustard seeds grow up to be big, huge plants as well. So I want us to think about that today as we look at the master gardener. And I want us to think about how that we through our lives have had different caregivers come along to begin to care for us and to shape us and to show us what love is, to give us beautiful lessons, even as small as a mustard seed can become the biggest towering tree. And we've had these caregivers in our lives who have taken time to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ and at times have the hard, harsh conversations with us that we needed to have so that we didn't let a branch grow that would have become a nuisance. And also having dear coaches and teachers come along in our lives to teach us things so that we could reach moments that we could become fruitful trees that nourish other people. I want us to begin to look at this scripture in a very unique way as well. And when I recorded the children's message on YouTube, it was the first time I ever thought of this scripture in this way. I used the narrative of the, the Dixie cup uh, plant seed in the children's message on the YouTube. And I began to think if we left that seed in the little small cup, what happens? It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't reach its potential. It only will grow within the environment that it's placed in. There actually comes a point that if we want to truly give that seed a true opportunity to grow, we have to take that seed out of that cup and put it in new, rich soil and a bigger uh, ceramic vase or, or whatever that we do, we have to change that seed's environment 
so that it has a grander potential to see what it can do, to see what it can be. And every time, I have been in preaching ministry since 2008, so we are looking at 13 years of preaching ministry. Every time that I have shared this scripture, I had in my mind the image of a grand oak tree that is rooted in one spot and can't be moved. And the master gardener removing everything away from that grand rooted oak tree so that it could stay fruitful and stay solid in its spot. There, there is a beautiful message in that message. If we read, if we study, if we study to show ourselves approved, we become to be rooted and anchored in the truth of Jesus Christ, and that is a really good and powerful thing. Unless it's the only thing that we ever know and we never look outside of that to see the needs that exist outside of where we're looking. When I gave that children's message on YouTube this week, I began to think of the reality that, yes, we need to be rooted in Scripture and rooted in our faith, but we also need to be willing to have the master gardener pull us out of our pots sometimes and replant us in new soil so that we can begin to see new needs and new things and new places that the gospel of Jesus Christ needs to be taken to and shine the light into. There's a song that I reference very frequently, and I'm actually going to play that, this song after the sermon. It's a song called Waiting for My Real Life to Begin. And it's this image of being willing to look off of a ship and to be able to look in a distant horizon to see potentials that are to come. If we only look in the vessels that we're floating in, we only see the floor we only see the, the winds hitting the, the, the sails, and we only see the environment that we exist in. But if we're willing to look off of the ship and look into the distant horizon, God begins to show us new adventures and new opportunities that we can move to. And every time we see a new adventure and see a new horizon, the master gardener is cutting off a branch so that a new vine can grow, so that new fruit can be produced that can touch new lives and have new images. I'll share with you, and this is a moment of vulnerable honesty. The faith environment that I grew up in was very rooted in being in a common place with common people that had common ideas and common understandings. And that's very safe. And it's very enriching for the individual in that environment, but it's also very limiting. If we don't look outside of ourselves, if we don't do what John Wesley challenges to do as having the world as our parish, if we don't do as John Wesley challenged to love God daily and to study daily and to go out and do good daily, we only see the cells we only see the soil that we are planted in, and we don't see the distant blessings 
on the horizon that won't just transform someone else's life, but it will become the master gardener taking us out of our bathroom cup and putting us into a new vase and then finally putting us out into rich ground in the world that we finally become the big, strong oak tree that I had always seen before when I gave this scripture. We don't start as the oak tree. We start as the science project in a Dixie cup in some young kid's bedroom. We start small as a mustard seed, and we need to have someone to come, the master gardeners that are our caregivers in our lives, to care for us and to give to us and to and to teach us how to love and to care and to do things for greater people so that we are forced to move to the next section of our life and apply it. And the more we apply it, the more we learn that we move to our next section of life and we get more challenges and we have to apply it even more. And before we know it, we remember the days that we were the small mustard seed but we have done, gone on this path for so long, we have become the mighty oak tree for someone else. So now I want to talk about the end of the scripture. Because also through 13 years of preaching ministry, I've seen the end of this scripture get more focused than the beginning. I've had people come and talk to me about the worries of the perils of being cut off the tree and being thrown into the fire. And that's not the focus of this scripture. The focus of this scripture is that there are blessings in our lives that we can have great jubilations for. And we need to not be worried about being the branches that are cut off and thrown into the fire. What we need to do is we need to focus on the loving process that takes years to go through, that the master gardener is continuing to prune our branches so that we can grow fruitful fruit and we're not a part of the kindling in a fire, but we become the mighty oak trees that other people turn to for guidance and care. Our last song today is a celebration of jubilation. And when we get to that last song today, I want us to remember to focus on the first part of the scripture. Focus on the master gardener that takes the, the mustard seed and cares for it and lives with it until those mustard seeds become the mighty oak trees that other people celebrate. And yes, I know that a mustard seed won't become an oak tree. I did pass science, but it's, it's imagery. <laughs> I want you to think about that. So our sermon is actually going to continue today in two songs. The first song is going to cover the second part of our scripture. You're going to hear a song about waiting for our real lives to begin and what it means to look on the horizon instead of being stuck on the floorboard of the boat and the changes that can come when we look at the potentials in the horizon. And then our closing song today will be the conclusion of the sermon as we talk more about the jubilations of our life and not being worried about being a, a branch that is cut into the fire, but celebrating how the master gardener continues to cut the branches, to care for us, to cultivate us until we become fruitful 
mighty oak trees. So we're going to, I'm not going to say amen because the sermon's going to keep going until the end of the service with the songs. But I want you to listen very closely. I'm very proud of, of the, uh, the singer in this next song. So I'll turn it up even maybe a little bit louder to make sure you hear it.
minute now. My ship is coming in. I keep checking the horizon. And I'll check my machine. For sure to be that warm. Gonna happen soon, soon, also very soon. It's just that times are me, and you say, be still, my love. Open up your heart. a clear day, I can see, see a very long way, on a clear day, I can see, see a very long way. As we move into our time of communion, hopefully that if you don't have a communion cup, if you could wave it me or Raquel real quick. Precious and loving God, we thank you for your presence, your spirit and your love. And today as we celebrate the new horizons in our lives, we celebrate the way that you open the door to make those horizons possible. On the night in which Christ gave himself up for us, he took the bread and he shared the bread with those around him and said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. As often as you eat it, do it in remembrance of me. And on that evening, he took the cup, and he shared the cup with those around him, and he shared with them, drink from this, all of you. This is the blood of my new covenant for you, now and always. As often as you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. Precious God, we thank you for these gifts of bread and cup, and we ask you to make them today be as your body and blood for us, as we use them to celebrate the mystery of faith, that Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Bless us all here together with your Holy Spirit as we celebrate these gifts given in your love. Amen. Please celebrate the gifts of Jesus Christ.
Precious God, thank you for these gifts and the ways that you are our master gardener. Thank you for the ways that you trim the branches so that the fruit can grow. Be with us, God. Amen. Let's join together in our prayer of giving. Gardener God, giver of life, abide not only in us, but in the gifts we now return to you. Let your abundant love flow through these offerings that others may know and experience your consistent abiding love. In Christ's name we pray, amen. So as we now reach the conclusion of our sermon, I want us to not think about the branches that are thrown in the fire, but the blessings that come from the Master Gardener. As I share with you one of my favorite Harry Chapin songs, Jubilation. This is a song that needs no explanation. Jubilation. And this is a song I hoped the time would bring. Jubilation. This is a song I call my jubilation. Jubilation. And it feels so good. All I got to do is sing. Everybody say we and everybody say we and everybody say we everybody say we everybody wants to touch his dream. I know I'll never ever get this close again. Jubilation. Everybody wants to feel that feeling sometimes. Jubilation. That's why I don't want a day to come to an end. Everybody say we. Everybody say we. Everybody say we. Everybody say we. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Love your neighbor as you love yourself everybody wants to touch his dream just one love time
definitely like that we have a lot more music now. Let's join together in our closing benediction. The words are on the screen. Abide in Christ, the true vine. Feel the touch of the gardener's loving hand. Grow in the rich soil of God's great spirit. Bear the fruit of grace and mercy. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. We'd like to have the opportunity to get to know you. Please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our services online, please email us. Please say hello. Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org. And click on the Give button. Again, that's northcoastumc.org. And click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us.